This is a work of fiction. Written, narrated, and produced by me, Dennis Macareg. Please subscribe to my podcast and share it with friends. Because there's still plenty of daylight, we decide to explore the area around us. While walking along the waterfront, we discover a small park. Do you want to take a small break from all these crazy tourists? Olivia asks. The park is quiet as if we're in our own private world. We sit on the bench next to a lamppost and rest our tired feet. So, what do you like to do when you're not busy at work? I ask. I volunteer as a stagehand for a local community theater on my days off. You know, setting up lights, props, and special effects. How did you get into that? Oh, it started in high school, then college. There are always issues on the set, and I like solving problems. What about you? I like to ride my bike on the weekends, and on hot days, surf at the one of the nearby beaches. Your activities are so California. On weekdays, I'm also an amateur chef. The couple sitting a few benches away from us starts kissing without a care, as if they're in their living room and not in a public space. The situation becomes awkward. We laugh, stand up, and decide to leave. Everywhere we look, families and friends are taking photos. Motorboats and gondolas are tied to the mooring stakes. Passengers are boarding water buses. Isn't this beautiful? I say, pointing to a grand-looking cathedral across the Grand Canal. It's Santa Maria de la Salute, Olivia tells me. Visitors are coming in and out of stores selling souvenirs. We turn to a small lane leading to a courtyard with a church at the end of it. The square is surprisingly tranquil with only a few tourists who are buying paintings from an artist and a group of travelers hopping on a gondola in a nearby canal. The guidebook says it's a popular place for the locals to worship. Olivia and I take turns taking more pictures, then take a selfie together. We look as if we are traveling together. Looks like we're a pair of influencers. I comment, handing her phone back to her. Do you have a social media account? I give her my handle. She clicks follow, and I follow back. We're officially friends. She IMs our selfies and tells me to post it if I want to. The picture goes on my feed with a caption, The girl I met on the train, lost in the terminal, and found again at St. Mark's Square. How do you like that? She laughs and tells me, <laughs> We're burning daylight and still tons of places to visit. Footbridges lead to yet another place to discover. It amazes me to see a stall selling t-shirts and hats for 10 euros next to a high-end designer store. As we turn to a corner, a man pushing a cart full of boxes who probably didn't see us, comes out of nowhere. 
My left arm shields her. Her shoulders runs into my back. We barely miss a big crash. Are you okay? Thanks for saving me from getting run over. As we continue our walk, we see wrought iron balconies jut out of the buildings. Large doors with brass knockers open directly into the canal for a boat to unload its passengers as if a secret affair is about to happen. Window shutters are open with decorative plants to make their home welcoming. How long will this city stay afloat when it's slowly sinking into the mud right where it was erected? Pure architectural beauty surrounds us, and it's hard to feel sad, especially with Olivia. We discover a square with a well in the middle. For many years, it collected rainwater for the residents until an aqueduct from the mainland was built. Restaurant goers sit at the tables, drinking sparkling water, while the waiters in black pants and white shirts stand with notepads taking orders. Are you hungry? I ask, looking through the menu board. I'd rather have a gelato for now. We continue our walk to the residential neighborhood, passing by small private gardens where the scent of blooming flowers gives us energy to explore more hidden gems of the city. Sunlight squeezes between the sides of the buildings. Then, to the surprise of both of us, an alley just wide enough for two people open onto yet another square. Teatro La Finice is standing tall. Its massive columns are enough to proclaim that this is where world-famous operas are performed. I would spend hours watching operas online, Olivia confesses while looking up at the balcony. You can watch a live performance now. How? she asks. Climbing up on the wide steps, I imitate a gesture of an opera singer and hum a song. You're so silly. Get down there before someone calls the police, she says laughing. Though both of us have been on the island for less than five hours, we stroll in confidence as if we had done this before. The pathways curve along the banks of the canals with no particular directions like veins running in an arm. The buildings were designed for the shape of the land on which they stand. Each building and waterway holds remnants of the past hidden behind its walls. From a nearby canal, the sound of an accordion and a singer crooning about love found and love lost drifts in our direction. His voice reverberates through the building's walls. Then, it disappears into the void. Eventually, we find a cafe selling gelato. Chocolate for me, she gets strawberry with a drizzle of balsamic syrup. In the square, people are sitting next to a statue, talking loudly, and young boys are kicking a soccer ball. Wanting to stay back from the noise, we sit on top of steps leading down to the water. 
There's a cool restaurant I've been wanting to go. Will you be my date? My treat? I say, looking at the bottom of the steps covered with moss. She takes out her phone. Looks like there's nothing on my calendar tonight. She accepted. Alrighty then, let's take a water taxi to the place. I've always wanted to feel like a million bucks. Gondolas slowly pass alongside of us. The passengers wave and we do the same. Everyone looks happy as if we are all in a bubble and immune from the headaches outside the island. The moment feels surreal. I'm on top of the world to be sitting so close to someone I met just hours ago. What do you think of riding a gondola? Olivia asked, turning to me. I was considering it on my way here, but after seeing so many, if I'm just riding by myself, I'd rather skip it. I've always wanted to ride one, but don't want to do it alone either. What if you're with someone? Hmm, I guess I would. Please check out my latest novel, A Whisper to the Moon, at online retailers and at bookstores where it's available. Thank you for listening to Episode 7 of my podcast. Again, this is our first day in Venice and there's still plenty of daylight outside. Since we are in the Northern Hemisphere, I don't really know what the latitude is. At around 5 or 6 p.m., it's still really bright outside. There are still plenty of things to do around this time. This happened to me, actually. I discovered a lot of those uh, tucked away uh, gardens where one can get away from the crowds. And, you know, little parks here and there. You could be around 100 feet away from the water. But because the hedges and the trees were built uh, strategically... It hides you away from the, uh, the people walking on the other side. It almost feels like you're in a secluded area and away from the craziness happening outside. It's really amazing. You'd think that you're not in a tiny island. With so much walking involved in Venice, sitting on a bench in a small garden is a welcome respite. To kind of like, you know, recharge your uh, energy and give some rest to your feet it's nice to sit and do nothing drink water relax eat a piece of cracker of course it's nice to have this downtime to you know post pictures on your uh, social media account for your friends to see that's important right if it's not posted it didn't happen when you're walking, you see all these palazzos with large doors, balconies jutting out the buildings, and the window shutters, they all look um, magnificent. It's hard to imagine how the Venetians were able to construct this uh, beautiful island with the limited technology they had at the time. No cranes or mechanical steel that could lift stuff. This is like hundreds and hundreds of years ago before cranes and motorized pulleys. And they were able to do it. 
as you are walking, you can see all the restaurants and outside dining. There's something charming about it. To see the patrons having lovely meals under the pinkish sky is like a scene straight out of a movie. So I guess you can consider yourself uh, a movie star when you're in Venice and, and you're playing the, uh, the lead role. Hopefully you have a, a nice co-star. The, the weather is perfect when you were in Venice, so there's not much I could uh, complain about. Not too cold, not too hot. I believe we went there at the end of May and kind of like beginning of June, so it was perfect. I don't know which is more appealing, the nice weather or the food. We got lucky there, actually. As I walk along the narrow alleyways, I'm constantly reminded of the past. The history behind every church and building I see. The millions of events that happened in the past, especially in the particular area where I was walking, is just really intriguing. Many people had roamed through the same spot where I was and certainly not going to be the last. It gave me that notion about the fleeting nature of life. A moment is already burning while we are consuming it, like a candle, and the impermanence of it all. Everything is such a personal experience when you are traveling, especially in this place. We take in each experience differently and come out in ways we don't expect. When someone posts a picture of a place, we can only have a basic idea of how it looks. By going there, we can take in the entire magnitude of the experience. Nothing compares to being here. It takes you to a feeling you wouldn't expect, really. We have a basic idea on how it would look, but when you're finally there, it just takes you in a different level. I guess the saying, there's nothing like the real thing, is really true. It's just, it's, it's when you're in this place, you just are just blown away. 